0: Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage where I'm your host, Candace Mummert, and on a great day, my husband Aaron joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. Alright, so I am going to be presenting to you, Pursuing God. And you may be thinking, what? (laughs) Pursuing God? We're at a marriage retreat, not a revival. What are we doing? Uh, Well, no, um, as you've already heard the the tone of the weekend, um, it is all about your relationship with the Lord um, before you can pursue your wife. Um, And some of you may be thinking, hey, I'm good, I'm good. I've been a believer all my life. I'm pursuing the Lord that's good, that's good, but as I said earlier on Friday night, uh, we're going after lifelong marriages. and The same things with your relationship with the Lord. Um, it's a lifelong pursuit of the Lord. And, and where you and and how you are pursuing Him this year hopefully will be different and stronger and farther up that hill next year. And so it's a continuous pr- pursuit. You, you never, never stand still pursuing the Lord. He has another layer for you that's just as exciting. Uh, I want to answer two questions. Question number one, why should I do this? And then how I should do this. So first, we're going to tackle why. Why, Aaron, should I pursue God? Well, point number one, it's who He is and it's what He did. And so I have a couple Hebrew names here for God uh, with the English uh, equivalent. And I just want to read through them and kind of meditate on each one of them. So, He is our Creator. He is Elohim. He is I Am. He is Yahweh. He is Lord Adonai. <laughs> when you experience the Lord through one of those personalities, He gets you. So those words will mean something to you someday if they haven't already because He spoke to you in those ways. Father, Daddy, He's Abba. Lord, our peace, Jehovah Shalom the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Rapha. The Lord who heals, Jehovah Rapha. God who provides, Jehovah Jiro, God Almighty, El Shaddai. The God of seen, El Roy, the Most High, El Elyon. He is our Messiah. He is our Savior. We must remember the cross and what He did. God Himself, God Almighty, the Creator, Elohim, came down to earth to pursue His creation. He was not happy with with the situation it was, and He wanted to make amends. He wanted to make that payment. You can always tell the value of something by what is willing to be paid for it. My wife and I currently have our house uh, up on the market and the realtor told us what it's worth. In our heart, we know what it's worth. We want to be aggressive. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're just five hills over to the north and west. So we're, we're still staying in the area. But we, we have a price. We have a sticker price on our house. And that's what we think it's worth. But ultimately, the person that's going to buy it is going to determine what that house is worth. And so the Lord Himself determined your value. And that is great. He gave His life. And so your life is valuable. Your time your energy, your priority list, that is extremely valuable because the Lord paid a price for every single day for the breath in your lungs. And so don't waste it. Evaluate it. Where am I where am I spending my days? Where am I spending my thoughts? Look at that priority because you are extremely valuable. So point 1, who he is and what he did and that's why we should pursue him. Point number 2, what else is there? Look around. What do you wake up in the morning thinking about? What comes to mind? What carries your load? What is burdensome to you? Is it work? Is it family? Is it marriage? Is it retirement? Place it right next to the Lord and, and just bring those things. Career, oh, that's nothing. You know, Family, that's, it's important, but it's not that important. The Lord Almighty should be first. Isaiah 55.2 says, Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call on Him while He is near. The first commandment in Exodus 23, He is a jealous God. You shall have no other God before Me. It, he picks his spot. It's number one. And that's why we should pursue Him. Point number three, the benefits and the fruits. <laughs> So the goodness of after pursuing the Lord, the benefits and fruits that will come to you, and I'm just going to hit a couple because there's so many. Your relationship will deepen. Just like any relationship, as you spend more time and energy into it, whatever you put into will strengthen and deepen. So as you pursue the Lord with your time, your energy, your relationship will deepen. And that is a good thing. Number two benefit, joy and peace in spite of circumstances so as we're talking about marriages and there's rocks and there's walls and there's obstacles the lord is saying you pursue me and you will have joy and peace in spite of your circumstance in spite of the challenge that you are facing in your marriage you will have joy and peace james one two we all know it consider it pure joy my brothers pure joy whenever you face trials of many kind we can only have that pure joy through jesus and through the Lord in pursuit of Him. He is the one who fills us up daily so that then we can pour out and love others and love our spouse. Another benefit, you are not alone. You are not relying on man. (laughs) Your spouse will let you down. Your friends will let you down. Your bosses will let you down. Your family, your father, your mother, your kids, whatever is out there, they will all let you down. Not because they're bad, just because they're man. The Lord Almighty will not let you down. One of my life verses is Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So do not be afraid or be discouraged. We're in spiritual war. As we've described before, the evil one hates marriage. And so we are being attacked personally and as a couple. Ephesians 6 as as Todd already shared, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So if you're getting attacked spiritually, (laughs) what weapons are you going to grab? What shield are you going to grab? What sword are you going to be grabbing? You need to be pursuing the Lord because that's your only hope, to fight those battles. He is the commander of heaven's army. I love in Joshua 5:15, and it came to me this week, and I've shared with a couple of you already. I don't know if you know the story, but it's after Joshua, Moses has set Joshua and the Israelites to to cross the Jordan into the Promised Land. And this is the first time stepping in to the Promised Land after 40 years, and these are the these are the children and the generation that was born in in the desert and the the ones that were pulled out of Egypt all died in the land except Joshua and Caleb, and so. They, they cross over and they're spending their first couple days in there. And then Joshua, who is this ultimate warrior, and, he's, and I'll pick up in verse 13, it says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. That's Jesus. Drawn sword. Just go ahead and give you the cliff nuts. <laughs> Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he said, but as commander... Of the army of the Lord I have now come. and So that's why we need to pursue Him, the benefits. You're going to get the commander of heaven's armies on your side. He's going to be speaking and pouring into you. He knows the battles. He knows the schemes of the evil one and how He's going to attack you. So seek the one that has the answers. Okay, so that was question number one. Why should I pursue the Lord? It's who He is. There's nothing else out there that should take His spot. And then the benefits and fruit that comes from that. Alright, so I convinced you on why. Let's talk about how. Well, it's going to start out the same way the first one did. Uh, It's remembering who He is. How should I pursue the Lord? Remember who He is. The Bible has it everywhere. Fear the Lord. Have reverence. Have amazement. Have great honor. Have wow. Understand who He is. Some of those names, Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai, Abba, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Reah. those are all names of the Lord. That is who He is. That is His character. We are to honor Him with our first, with our best. Not just our finances, but our time, our talents, our abilities. That is how we are to pursue Him. In Matthew 13, 44, Jesus in red text describes, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went out and sold all he had and bought that field because of that treasure that he had found. That is that pursuit. That is how we are to pursue the Lord, as if we had found a treasure in the field and we sold everything. Pull, that, that's throwing your schedule out the door. The one that what I want to do in my life, I'm going to pursue the Lord. I'm going to go after Him. Maybe more of a modern day, instead of finding treasures in field and selling everything to buy a field. It's if, if Jesus spoke to you in clear day and said, Hey, Todd, I'm going to come to your house tonight. We're going to have dinner. All right? Be there at six. So, Todd, are you are you are you going to go to Ava and be like, hey, babe, Jesus is coming over. What do you got in the fridge? Leftovers? No, no. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go down to Central Market. We're going to go buy a Filet On, top-notch, bacon-wrapped. We're going to get some blue cheese crumble with some f- bacon. We're going to do, my wife does amazing asparagus with garlic and oil. We're going to some kind of, find a starch because I love starch. I think Jesus loves starch and <laughs> <laughs> some garlic toast. We're going to get that china that's been sitting up there for 19 years, and we're going to eat on it. We're going to sweep. We're going to pick up. The kids are going to get dressed. The kids are going to get a talking to. Jesus is coming, so you need <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. That's, we're, we're going to find a treasure. We're going to sell everything. We're going to pursue it. And so it's just, just that true abandonment of pursuing Him. That's how to pursue Him with that, that mentality. The second point of how to pursue the Lord is through kingdom work. It's through your testimony. It's through spreading the Gospel. Mark 16, 15, Jesus, red text. Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. The Lord has placed you in a sphere of influence. You have people and you interact with people all through your life, your day, your work, your hobbies, your family, at home. You are a sphere of influences. An influence. The Lord wants to use you to a touch And speak words of encouragement and love those people. That is how you pursue Him. It's like you are a conduit from heaven and He wants to to send things through you out into the world. Or you are a UPS driver with these packages from God and you have a route and you need to go deliver them to each house as He prescribes. God is at work. He has big plans. And it's not about God, hey, come over here. This is what we're doing. Here's my plan. Let me tell you about it. No, 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 It's an invitation. It's an open door. Come, come, join me. He's saying, "This is where I am working. You're welcome to join me. The door is always open." So, as point two, how I should pursue the Lord is through kingdom work. Okay, the third one, and the biggest and the best, I would say, how to pursue the Lord, and it's pretty simple: prayer and scripture. Prayer and scripture. Sixty-six books. 40 different writers, 15 to 1,600 years spread across that. We're talking writers from kings to shepherds, doctors, fishermen, three different languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek. It's all bound, one author. This is God. This is, this is the story. This is who God is. You want to get to know God? He's right here. you got to spend time with Him. There's, there's no cheating it. There's no quick fix. There's no cliff notes. It's right here. Just pursue Him. Get to know Him. Hebrews 4.12, For the wor- Word of God is living and active, and I know we know that, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to divide soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. It speaks later in the in the New Testament. It says it's like a mirror that you can hold up and it will reflect who your true character is. It will speak to you. And <laughs> I'm sure we all have testimonies. It's better to hear from the Lord a flaw in me than my wife or than my brother or than my father. I'll receive it better from Him. So spend time with Him. Let Him speak into you. And lastly, prayer. <sighs> It's simple. It's just talking to God. Just talking. Spending time with Him. What other relationship that you have in your life? Co-workers, marriage, friends. How do you build that relationship? You just talk. You spend time together. You share ideas. How's life? What's it going on? What are you struggling with? What are you doing? Man, that's all God's asking. Come hang out with me. One-on-one. That's, that's the God Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, doesn't have an agenda. Doesn't have a schedule. Hey, I can squeeze you in for 15 minutes. He's like, yeah, sit down. Where do you want to sit down? Where do you want to talk? How long do you want to talk? He has all the time in the world. We limit Him. We limit Him with our time and how much we give Him. So I ask you, here's a, here's a tough question. Is prayer and study a chore or a check in the box for you? Or do you seek it as an opportunity? An opportunity. I'll share with you two examples on the personal note of where the Lord um, took my attitude and my perspective. Which i would tell you, there's only two things in the world that you can control. And that's your attitude and your perspective. And that's a whole different talk. But the Lord corrected my attitude and my perspective on prayer and Scripture. So story number one, uh, backing up, 15 years, wife, married, one kid living in North Carolina. At the time, uh, I would earn time and a half for overtime, which is pretty sweet. Could work uh, five five hour, you know, could work five days a week and get seven and a half hours, maybe even stay late one day for 30 minutes and round it off for a good eight hours at the end of the week. Eight extra hours of pay coming. I was early in my career. That was, that was wonderful. That was one, extra money. More, go buy more toys. That truck out there needs new parts. I need to, buy, I need to spend some overtime. And so I, I just like, hey, this is easy. I'm an early riser. I love the mornings. The wife is sleeping the single kid is sleeping. I'm not, not cheating the family, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm going to work early. This is good. This is no, no problem. Um, work start time was at 6.30, so if I wanted to go in an hour early, I had to be there at 5.30, 30-minute drive, so I had to leave the house at 5. I got to get up at 4.30. I'm an early riser, so I had to get up at 4.30 to make this work. And I did it. It was great. Loved it. Bragged about it. Um, My employer loved it. That first hour was so productive. There's no phone calls, no emails. It was a healthy thing, folks. Healthy. Nothing wrong with it. So then in a men's Bible study, the Lord posed me a question. (laughs) He said, Aaron, you are willing to get up early and pursue time and a half. 50 bucks. You're getting up early for $50. Why aren't you going to get up early for me? I'm like, wait, hold on, Lord. I'm gotta get up. i already getting up at 4.30. Yeah, I know, for $50. That. So you want me to get up at 4.15? Yeah. You want me to get up at 4 o'clock? Yeah. Pursue me. Come after me. Show me. Because I had $50 up there. He said, "Bring that down. Put me up there." And so I did. There, there, was no denying it. That was the question: obedient or not obedient? How to tear the shirt? Obedience. Show up. Get out of bed. It hurts. I'm a morning person, but 4 a.m. hurts, <laughs> especially the night before. Am I going to stay up late? If I so, if I am, then that's going to make that decision in the morning even harder. Do I stay up till 10:30? Do I cut Jesus out? Do I cut my overtime out? Which one am I going to cut? It's tough choices. I tell you today, I still battle with that every morning. But I have created a habit, and me and the Lord hang out every morning. And uh, I'm thankful for that uh, habit that He He challenged me to. And it has having that time has allowed joy and peace as I shared with you the benefits and the fruits of pursuing the Lord. I've had times of difficulty at the, at the job or in relationships. And I've had joy and peace. I've had counsel. I've had, I have, I've had words of Rhema come to me that's, that have spoken to me through our adoption. It's all because he said, put me up there. Don't pursue that $50. So that was example, example number one of attitude and perspective getting, getting corrected. So fast forwarding, married, five kids so that's another different talk <laughs> living in texas um, and uh, a man of the church uh kind of a mentor to me uh shared with me a book titled uh, uh two chairs and it was on um uh, your prayer time some of you i think you've already heard it or, or read it it's basically attitude and perspective change on prayer time and so i'm going to go ahead and kind of give you some visuals but as you can probably guess, two chairs, prayer time, what that looks like and, and what I'm talking about. So, so what the book, I'll try and summarize um, some of the nuggets that I, I pulled from it. And this is this, this not the perfect model. and you know, Some people do running or however the Lord speaks to you. It's about pursuing Him and making time for Him. This is not the perfect model, so don't take that. This works for me. This, this spoke to me, and so that's I'm sharing with you. Of, of, of what it is. Um, but uh, the, best, the best way to kind of wrap it up, um, if Warren Buffett came to you, one of the greatest investors of our lifetime, said, uh, Corey, I'm gonna come to your house tomorrow morning. My schedule's free. I want to sit down with you and share all my great wisdoms of investing. I want to pour into everything I know. Bring me what you got, what your current portfolio looks at, where you want to go, what your five-year goals, what your ten-year goals. I'll come meet with you. My time is your time. Corey, I, I, I bet you'd probably sit up the night before and be thinking, all right, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett. You'd probably do a little research about him. Where does he come from? What does he know about? And you'd write down, what is my current portfolio? What is my current situation? What do I want to ask from him, right? You'd probably get up a little bit earlier that morning, probably not going to answer the door in your pajamas, right? And you're probably going to shower, shave, smell good, put your clothes on. You're going, to, you're going to meet Him. You're probably going to set up two chairs, have a meeting place, probably going to say, please don't interrupt me, wife. Please don't interrupt me, kids. Make that time and that space safe so it's just you and Warren, and you can soak up everything that He has to give you. And that's basically what, what, the, what, the, what the book is proposing that you have for your prayer time. So I'll just tell you what I do. I get up early, get ready for work, go ahead and get my coffee going. I go in the office, and I set up two chairs. Jesus' chair is much nicer than my chair. <laughs> I got the real old one from college that I still, still have. And I set it up. I open up my Bible. I set it down. have a pen and paper because I'm anticipating hearing from Him. I'm anticipating answers for the questions I'm sending Him. And that's huge. That was a game changer for me. That's not just getting up in the morning and doing a prayer. It's saying, Lord... Here are my questions. And I write if I, if if I have a question hard on my heart, I, I write it down before we even start. I say, I want to talk about this. I'll talk about this right here. And I get my coffee and I close the door and the house is quiet because I'm up so early. No one else is up. And I just sit down, say a little prayer, give thanks, get in the right mood, remember who He is, remember the cross, give thankfulness. And then I usually open up the Bible read a little bit of Old Testament. Maybe a psalm. Maybe a proverb. Uh, Joshua has been talking to me this week, so I've been reading a lot of it. And I flip to New Testament. Read a little bit of that. Sometimes I just stay in the Old Testament. It's just whatever the heart and the Spirit is speaking to you. And then I put it down. I ask my question. And I just sit. And I listen. And I wait. And the Holy Spirit, I tell you, shows up. And he speaks. I tell you, this talk came to, came to me during two chairs for the past two weeks. This is, if any of you know me, this is not me. <laughs> this is him. He told me what to give you, told me the six points to speak to you. So, attitude and perspective it makes a difference in your prayer time, it shows in your priorities. I tell you, the song, Candy, you'll have to help me on the actual song, but uh, the, the chorus. Is this is how we fight our battles? That's that's how I fight my battles. Yeah. I got troubles at work, got troubles at home. I got difficulties, I got temptations, I got sin. That's how I fight right there. First thing in the morning. So, I leave that with you. We limit what we receive by how much time and focus we give God. How much do we actually believe he will speak to us? How big do you allow God to be in your life? Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.